This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 237. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 237, we turn our attention to a brand new movie. I say brand new. It's been on Netflix for a few weeks. This will be a non-spoiler and spoiler review of the movie Platform. So, because it's on Netflix, because it's available everywhere, and because we will be going into spoiler territory, you really have no excuse unless you don't have a Netflix account. And to be honest, with the quarantine happening and COVID-19, aka Corona, abound, if you don't have a Netflix account just now, get yourself a Netflix account. It will keep you sane. You can cancel that son of a bitch when you're not needing it anymore, but get all that shit and check out platforms. So when we do the review after the first break, I ain't spoiling shit for you. For those that don't give a fuck, for those that have seen the movie, stick around because we will do our classic non-spoiler going into very little, scant detail on the movie and then we'll kick into our spoiler review where I'll get more deep in that son of a bitch. So welcome to your second of four planned episodes for podcasts under the stairs this week. This is your Thursday episode. On Saturday, you get another bonus episode. We're going to be looking at something a bit more mm, vintage for Saturday's episode. And then Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is Slasher Classic Collection time. Oh, that is right. It's time to tickle your fancy with another movie that will probably make me want to hurt myself. Because that's that collection in a whole. A collection that likes to carefully take the time to lace up the steel toe cap boot before ramming it square in my nuts. So there we go. Uh, moving into the following week, kicking off on Monday, we'll be bringing you the next Russian Roulette franchise retro. It is of course on the Phantasm series and we'll be tackling the first movie, Phantasm, with my guest The Witch, all the way over in Australia. So that one will be coming up for your listening pleasure on Monday. On the Teapots Collective, we've just dropped the brand new episode for Chronicle Returning for Chapter 2, looking at blood on Satan's claw. And at the end of the week, on Sunday, we drop the second instalment of our Where to Begin with Jallo series, where we will be tackling uh, blood and blacklace. I was going to say blood and Satan's claw, that's not right. Blood and blacklace. Lots of blood in these titles, isn't there? Um, And doing your reviews for Bird with the Crystal Plumage. So you have until Saturday to get them in. You email them the usual places, either teaputzcast um, on the, the Facebooks, give me a direct message, or you can do it by email to podcastunderthestairs at gmail.com or teaputzcollective at gmail.com, either one appropriate for that. Okay, let's jump out just now, you're going to hear trailers and uh, promos and other stuff. I'm going to be back to discuss platform, which is available on Netflix, stressing that right now, right after this.
As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. There are three kinds of people. The ones above, the ones below, and the ones who fall. So this is, uh... The pit. Bingo. Mr. Chimagasi, do you know how this all works? It's obvious. We must eat. What will it be? Whatever the ones above don't want. How many are below us? <laughs> Soon there will be less. Was that a person? Obviously it was a person. Nobody's gonna do anything! If everybody ate only what they needed, the food would get to the lowest level. Hunger will drive you mad. You have a big heart, but honestly, I don't think you'll survive for long. And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for The Platform, a.k.a. El Hoyo which is available on Netflix exclusively at Netflix right now. Uh, this movie is classed as a kind of sci-fi horror movie, and it probably is a kind of dystopian, futuristic view of a well, unspecified place in the world. Um, the director is Galdar Gaz... Oh, dear. Galdar Gatuli Urutia. That is terrible, I apologise. Um, based on the David DeSola story and screenplay. The movie stars some people whose names I will butcher, so I apologise once again in advance. Ivan Masagu, Zoronian Egrulior, Antonio San Juan, Emilio Bolli, Alexandra Masanke. Zira, Lian, and Mario Pardo, and that's as far as I'm going with that. Synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb as a vertical prison with one cell per level, two people per cell. Only one food platform and two minutes per day to feed from up to down. An endless nightmare trapped in the hole. Not a great synopsis. Um, 
And to be honest, it's a difficult one to really get into a good synopsis without necessarily touching upon more of the thematics of the movie. So what we'll do is we'll spiral back first and we'll do our non-spoiler review, which primarily looks at um, the overall look, the feel of the movie, things I like, things I don't like without spoiling it. It's worth saying that Platform is a hugely original movie in some respects and a very derivative movie in other respects, but even the derivative nature of certain aspects of the movie are handled in such a way which I personally thought aided the movie overall. It is this kind of dystopian sort of vertical hellscape, if you imagine the the circles of hell, so to speak. And there is a kind of theological element to it, for sure, which I quite dug uh, when I thought about the movie like several days removed. But it's shot really, really well. It's minimalist, but it works. It doesn't need to explain the science because you're just, you're in ground level on this one um, with a character and you're going to follow his, well, I think it's three months, six months, whatever it was, stint uh, in this prison. The concept, super simple. Um, You are on a platform, one of undisclosed however many, um, and you switch every couple of weeks to a different one. The higher the number of the platform you're on, the better you're treated, i.e. there is this beautiful feast that is prepared, this massive banquet table that is prepared every single day, and it starts on level one. So if you get level one, you get all this food fresh um, and unsullied and available for you. But after two minutes, this table then starts to move down and stops for two minutes. So by the time you reach like platform 50, you're talking about partially digested and eaten food. By the time you reach platform 150, it's mostly scraps. If you go beyond that, you're probably just looking at empty utensils and plates. So that's the kind of concept. Our character is is stuck in here because kind of in this almost um, Starship Trooper sort of way, if you do your time here, you get a diploma, and diploma means better work. So, yeah, that's the basic concept of this movie. It's wonderfully shot, actually. Very bleak, very dark and industrial tone to the cinematography that I dug quite a bit. It avoids doing the almost kind of knee-jerk thing of doing too much by CGI. It doesn't really explain things, doesn't have to explain things, and the sci-fi is that, uh, the CGI sci-fi is minimal. Um, there would be uh, a maybe uh, an idea or inclination to really lean into trying to be quite clever with how things operate or move, and it doesn't do that. It just works clearly in a way where we've had some CGI taken out a string or a pole or whatever's loan this. Um, I think that works to its credit. The acting, once again, strange and minimal. You can go crazy with something like this because you can mix your characters up, they can all be weird, and any weirdness that they have can be put down to the fact that they're in a prison and they've been here for a while. So that's handled quite well. The dialogue's a bit clunky, and I don't know if it's translation or not, to be fair. Um, And some of the themes, specifically the thematic themes, that the movie's kind of playing with, it never wholly commits to, and... In some respects, I quite like that. In other respects, uh, it got a bit frustrating and at times when I felt it was too on the nose, uh, in other sections, it became too obtuse to really gain purchase on at all. Um, So I'd kind of knocked that down a little bit. I would also say the movie's about an hour and a half long and it kind of felt like a 45-minute movie tops. We explored a lot of the themes and content 
rushed towards the end and kind of fleshed out at the start. There is a good 20 minutes to 25 minutes in the middle where it's mostly character dialogue which isn't really pushing things forward and isn't really getting to the heart of anything. Um, the movie finds its feet for sure and finds a pace and when it does that it kicks into a much better rhythm towards the last half an hour but certainly from about the half an hour mark to about the hour mark it's it's kind of treading water a little bit which felt a bit frustrating and would honestly kind of put me off going back to revisit it. All that being said though it's it's got a really interesting score great visual eye, practical effects are good, I like the concept, I like the execution and without that maybe half an hour of kind of meandering sort of almost kind of self, kind of self-seeking prophecy message out with that, um, it is a very 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 good movie that's put together. I can see why Netflix picked it up and I can imagine it probably did quite well on its festival run. It played quite a few festivals before making its way to Netflix. So overall, not a perfect movie. Certainly one that, with hindsight, I've enjoyed a bit more. But had you asked me at the end of the first viewing, I probably would have leaned in and said, you know what, it's a three-star movie. I liked it. Kind of post thinking about it, it's moved up slightly. It's now a 3.5 out of 5. Like I say, I don't think it's flawless, and I think towards the end it gets a bit muddled with message in that it feels like it's going down one specific route, one very theological specific route, and then towards the end I think it kind of flubs it a little bit and says, well, you know, it could be any of these things. Um, which I mean is okay, but at times if you've set up something so kind of linear and definitive in one respect if you then kind of cop out at the end without going full like yes this is a prophecy about whatever I feel that you're almost shortchanging the audience so yeah 3.5 out of 5 for this one definitely watch it and this one out if you have a Netflix account for sure so let's get into a bit of the spoilers to be honest there isn't a whole hell of a lot of plot here so our spoilers maybe just going to talk about stuff that i really liked plot wise and stuff that i didn't like plot wise and we're going to be doing that in three two one so for the most part this movie just follows the journey of this what appears to be very ordinary reporter who is wanting a diploma has signed himself up for a six month stint in this prison where every month he will move to a different floor and the first floor he's landed in isn't actually the worst floor in the world and he's kind of repulsed in that he did not know before signing up what the meal situation is and he's stuck with this very crazy murderer and this guy who claims that you know it was an accident that he killed a guy because he threw his telly out a window and it fell on the guy and he's been done for murder and he's doing his time now um what the movie does really well is the kind of quirkiness of the character so we have him as a character we have a character who appears later on who has a little dog and she is the person that brought him in the person that essentially did his questionnaire to get him in here and she's going through the same stuff as well evidently she wasn't aware of the full situation either which I found kind of confusing in the in the story um, and we get flashbacks to kind of fill this out we have the psycho woman who kind of every now and again travels up and down this table just gutting people or you know attempted to be raped or gutting people and 
like at first, what I really liked about this is at first it's portrayed in the narrative that she is searching for her daughter or her daughter was taken from her and this is why she is on here and she's young herself and then we later find out that actually you're not allowed to be under a certain age to be put in this position and she never actually had a kid which just means she's just fucking crazy and I kind of loved that about it it made her character where you start to sympathise with her to a certain point um, in the movie this twist reveal made me think alright all bets are off um, the other character we get to meet is a kind of African American guy uh, who or I mean I'm saying that he might just be an African guy to be fair I'm not entirely sure where the movie's supposed to be set. Um, and they go on this pilgrimage. Our main guy and this guy go on this pilgrimage. And all that's handled really well. There's a lot of action scenes there. Um, kind of montage short scenes of them just beating the shit out of people who won't leave food on the table. And then we get this idea of these messages, which has a kind of video drone element about it, which I really enjoyed. I kind of all live the new flesh. Uh, or all hail the new flesh uh, sort of vibe going on here as they kind of change their allegiance to what they might think their messiah actually is or what the message is from everything from a panna cotta to the innocence of these, this young girl um, as, as our characters descend further down into it um, some of the really really cool scenes in this one the gnarly ones that make you question what you would do in that situation spiral down to when our characters end up on a floor where there is no food and one of them is restrained another one to bed and is like listen I'm gonna go crazy you're gonna go crazy here's how we'll do it I'll cut a little bit of flesh off you every couple of days I'll eat some you'll eat some we'll survive and you'll thank me for it and the terror of being stuck in that position um, I thought was was something that I'd never really seen done before in a movie. I've seen cannibalism tackled before, but never really on that level. Furthermore, the movie plays with quite a lot of dark subject matter, whether it's necrophilia, cannibalism, class-based systems, uh, society, politics, escapism, uh, surrealism. It handles a lot of these lofty kind of themes and does it in a narrative which... I think works surprisingly well. Like I say, there's 30 minutes here where we get a lot of what I would consider needless conversation because it doesn't actually benefit the story. It may give a bit of backstory to some of the characters, but by that point, I feel I already know them. So it kind of feels like almost as if we're, we're trying to show the progression of time. But I think it handles that really well in other elements of the movie. So overall, I don't think that was particularly great. And then I thought the ending being such our character is almost condemned to the, the, the wastelands of of the shadows having essentially sent a girl up, which we never find out what if that has any impact or if that will change anything. And maybe that's the point of the movie, is that mortal men can't control, or even mortal movements can't control the power that elites hold over you. And if that's the case, once again, I, I kind of felt like the message had a, a, it never really stuck the landing with two feet um, and got a bit muddled towards it. Overall though, the practical effects are gnarly. There's a couple, uh, a, scene, a couple of scenes with death, which I think is handled really, really well. There's a, skin, uh, a, a scene with kind of uh, fecal face splatter, which was repulsive and fucking hilarious at the same time. And the attention to things like set design and 
even the fact that someone had to create that banquet table every time they were doing that shot, I think those sort of things garner a bit of respect for me for sure. Overall, like I say, go and check it out. It's available on Netflix. Um, it's a 3.5 for myself. And that is all I really have to say about platform. I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 237, a bonus non-spoiler and spoiler review of the brand new Netflix movie, The Platform. Go and check it out, ladies and gents. 3.5 from this guy. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show. Wherever you're listening to us right now, whatever podcatcher you're checking us out on, just hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. And then also subscribe to the Teapots Collective, a spin-off sister feed, which puts out one episode of brand new content every single week. It's free. You've got no excuse. Just do it. You've got time on your hands. Everyone has time on their hands right now. Visit our website, it's tputzcast.com. You can buy merch to support this show by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. We have some posters left in a few enamel pins, and that is all. When they're gone, they gone. You can visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. Alternatively, you can go to the Facebook page for the Teaputz Collective, facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. You can interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TeaputzCast. And check us out on FlickChat, social media for podcasters and listeners to connect. It's free and available for Android and iOS. The app is called FlickChat and our join code is TeaputzCast. The podcast under the stairs will return to you on Saturday with a review of something old. An oldie goldie for all you oldie goldie fans out there. But until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.